All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with a, another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and slowly catching up on games that have been played now two days ago because of the start time and me being on the East Coast and these West Coast start times, uh, day behind in kind of talking about them. So today we're going to get to the Kings game and pretty much only the one thing, well, the one thing that's on everybody's mind, and that is the injury of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, We're going to look at the Ranger game that's being played tonight and some pretty, a pretty cool story on Colorado sports favorite Larry Walker uh, and him getting a pretty Pretty cool. I don't want to say it's prestigious, but a pr- pretty cool honor in this Sunday's game against Vegas. So we'll get to all of that stuff. First things first. Let's get to how to follow the show on social media. Follow on Twitter, lopn underscore avalanche. Follow on Instagram. Search for Locked On Avalanche and send all of your questions, comments, concerns, opinions. If you want to be in the Fandom Friday segment, to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. So, the Avalanche fall to the Kings the other day, and like I've said, if, if, if you're new to the show or if you have been listening since the beginning and uh, since, since these last slew of games against the Kings, which have really been in the last month, the Avs, for whatever reason, just do not match up against Los Angeles, and that kind of fell into the same realm again against them. And I don't, I should say, I I don't know what it is, but like I've said in the past, there's teams, even if they're, they're bad teams. And and right now the Kings are actually a pretty decent team beating the abs gave them six wins in a row. So maybe they're figuring out, Figuring it out by the end, you know, towards the end of the season, which maybe a carryover for them into next year. So maybe it'll be a team to watch for next year. But for this year, even a month ago when that stadium series game came out, they played again, I think the following week in LA. I think it was in LA. Pretty sure it was in LA. But and then they played again just now. All three games, the Kings were the dominant team. And if you're just looking at shots on goal, Colorado had 22 shots on goal that entire game, four in the first period, eight in the second. In the in the third, they just got to double digits with 10. I mean, it, it, imagine if they had nine. And I, I would have to believe that would be, have been the only game of the season where the Avalanche had single-digit shots on goal in every period. And, and they just got in that double digit, but it doesn't matter compared to the Kings 35. Um, it was definitely lopsided. They, they pulled within one t- when, who was it? Belmar. Yeah. Belmar scored early in the third, but you'd never really got the feeling like they were really going to pull this thing off, especially because when Belmar scored that, like I said, that was in the third period, Around halfway through the second period, Nathan McKinnon goes out with kind of a mysterious injury. 
And maybe it's a good thing that I didn't really start talking about this today because we did get somewhat of an update on him from Coach Bednar. Uh, but when it happened, they, they they weren't really showing a lot of replays but because they didn't really know what it was. He didn't get hit. So, like You couldn't pinpoint one specific hit. And listening to uh, Jared Bednar on his radio show that he does out there, um, he said they don't think it's possible it's not as bad as initially thought. Okay, that's good, but that also makes me think of we didn't think Miko Rantanen's was as bad as possibly thought. He's not back yet. I get his could have been you know season ending, so anything other than that is positive, but the Avalanche are usually very vague with injuries and when guys are coming back, and you usually don't get an update on that until the day of or the day before a game when they might come back. But we have escaped this the entire season. It's a miracle McKinnon has lasted this long. I guess in just the fact of karma, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right word, but everybody else has gotten hurt, so why not him? But he has avoided it, and now it kind of bit him. And wouldn't it just so happen that we don't know specifically what it was? And again, in this interview with Jared Bednar, he said, he goes, I don't think it was one thing. I think it was maybe a collection of things. He tried to go on it. He couldn't. And he basically took himself out and said, I, I don't got it today, which could have been a good thing. Maybe he, so he didn't injure it, whatever it is, lower body, um, even more. But man, now, now, I mean, we, it's been an uphill battle this entire season Remove Nathan McKinnon and, you know, now now you're climbing Everest. So good thing Gabe Landeskog has been on a little bit of a tear recently. But who do you lean on? Like, as much as I love Gabe Landeskog, he's not that guy that can take over a game. Uh, and, and Kale McCarr is out. Maybe he's that guy. But he's he, as well as he's played, he's young. You wouldn't say, all right, we'll be all right. And he's a, and he's a defender. So you can't just turn it and say, oh, it's on Makar for two reasons. Like I just said, he's young and he's out. Miko Rantanen is out. You probably could put it on him. This is going to be tough. This is going to be really, really tough. And, and good thing the Avs are in the spot that they are. And what they've done the entire season up, up until now is clearly playing dividends because they're in a good spot for, for a playoff position. You know they'll they'll get some wins here and there depending on how long McKinnon will be out and how long all these other guys will be out. If you can get Rantanen back, Kadri back, Makar back, I and and McKinnon's not back, I'm feeling okay going into the playoffs as long as we get him back for the playoffs, which I think we will. Didn't really seem like if you listen to the interview with Bednar, it didn't really seem like it was too serious. Well, he'll be out the entire month, but who knows? And that's my only question is if he needs to be back for the playoffs. This team, let's get real. They, they cannot make a serious Stanley Cup push without him. Can they make it past the first round? It's all about matchups. So who knows? But to expect them to win that many games and that many series in the playoffs without your superstar player is almost impossible. 
So I think if they get if they start getting these guys back, and and I had said not that long ago, maybe Nathan McKinnon needs a rest once these guys come back. Maybe this is a roundabout way of getting him his rest. Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't think his body was breaking down. He's in, in incredible shape. But uh, may, maybe when these guys come back, he takes an extra game or two just to say, all right, let's make one last push for the playoffs. Um, what does this do to his heart trophy candidacy? I mean, I think he's still in the mix no matter what. I don't think he really, I mean, he, he, he does have a shot at it. Just, I mean, if you're looking at Dreisaitl, because what Dreisaitl has done is he's done a lot when McDavid is out. So I think you would have to kind of say Dreisaitl is the front runner by a little bit. Uh, but this doesn't hurt. this doesn't help Nathan McKinnon's chances at the Hart Trophy, depending on how long he is out. Which, again, we'll see. But clearly, this team needs him. Clearly, they need him right now. And it's just what 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 have we done to the hockey gods to have this many injuries in in one season? It's amazing. And if you want to talk about who should get an award, Jared Bednar deserves Coach of the Year. And that's not being a homer. You know, we want to say that it's Nathan McKinnon and he put the team on his back. 100% true. But what Jared Bednar has done behind the bench is just as impressive as what Nathan McKinnon is doing on the ice. So we need him back. Hopefully it's short term. I don't know if he'll be in this Ranger game tonight. Uh, but we'll, we'll just have to play the waiting game until all these guys come back, which hopefully, please, has got to be soon. All right, so I wanted to, uh, the article that I was alluding to, I wanted to kind of bring it up and give you the exact quotes to maybe make people feel a little bit better. So uh, Jared Bednar on his radio show, uh, he's on Altitude Sports Radio on Tuesday. Uh, he'll be reevaluated, reevaluated for a lower body injury. And this is a quote from Jared Bednar. It may not be that serious, and that's what we're hoping for. Clearly, that's what everybody's hoping for. Uh, but he's got to get it checked out, and obviously we have to see what he feels like here today. And this was yesterday on Tuesday. So it goes into the Avs being off and how they're playing the Rangers, who are playing better. I think they've hit a little bit of a rut, but um, th- they're back in the thick of things themselves, so they have something to play for. Um, and it, here, Okay, here it goes. So it's not known how or when McKinnon was injured. He had one shot on goal in 11.37 of ice time. Kings led 2-0 when McKinnon went to the locker room at 15 minutes of the second period. Bednar says, I don't think it was just one incident. I think he went out to play and it didn't feel great uh, sometime during the first period. And he decided to call it quits. Uh, so, and where else is it? Okay, we have we have a lot of guys who are kind of battling those little injuries right now. That makes you feel good. <laughs> little injuries. He didn't just say injuries or big injuries. I don't think he would have ever said big injuries because then people like me would have really honed in on that one word. But he said little injuries, so we can take that and blow that up to mean that all these guys are coming back relatively quickly, let's hope. Uh, And he goes on to say, it's that time of year. If you look at the schedule and the amount of games we're playing, we've been trying to give them as much rest as we possibly can and just go game days only and game day and or excuse me, game days only and days off in between. So yeah, we we had we we had this discussion when we looked at the schedule for March, 
and maybe maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Nathan McKinnon. Avalanche are sitting pretty with uh, you know in the division. You want to win the division, obviously, and that's still within reach. It's maybe made it a little bit harder, but it's still within reach, and you're looking for a playoff spot. So maybe this is an okay thing. I'm trying to pull a silver lining lining out of this, and maybe Nathan McKinnon getting some rest uh, will will only benefit this team come playoff time. As we go on for the rest of the games that, that might be without Nathan McKinnon, one of those games, depending on how long he is out, could be Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights. And a pretty cool story has come out where Colorado hockey or hockey legend, Colorado sports legend Larry Walker has been given the job of honorary emergency goalie for the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. How cool is that? That's not something that I don't, I mean, is that something that teams do often? You know, the emergency goalie is, is rarely used and we are not <laughs> rooting for injuries, but what we, I mean, can, I, I don't know how it works with the, you can't, you, I think it has to be an injury. So I was going to say like, just say the avalanche go up like six to nothing. They can't put him in, I don't think. I think it has to be an injury for him to come down and be on the bench. I don't think he's part of the active roster unless there's injuries. So in all likelihood, we won't see him. Uh, maybe there will be a, a an image that comes out of him in, in uniform. But typically, those guys don't even suit up until there's an injury. Uh, but I think this is a different circumstance. I think they, they might actually get him into uniform, which would be really, really cool. And I know I would want the jersey. <laughs> that, those are jerseys that I like collecting. I don't know. I wonder what number he would pick. I'm going to see if they maybe list it in an article here. I don't see anything. But he is 53 years old, so maybe be, he'll be number 53. Pretty sure there's not a 53 on the avalanche. Um and Walker said, being Canadian, you're born into this world with a stick in your hand and skates on your feet. So that's how I was as a kid. You played hockey, and that's all that really mattered. And he did play hockey, obviously, in, in high school. And he had to choose at some point in his career between hockey and baseball. And he went with baseball. <laughs> Clearly worked out well for him going into the Hall of Fame. So I just think that's cool. I, I think that's uh, the Colorado sports world honoring one of its... I'd say local legends, um, you know, outside of Colorado, people really going to care. They might look at that and say like, Oh, that's interesting. But I think it's in in an odd roundabout way. It's kind of like (laughs) well-deserved. It's well-deserved that a baseball player who finally got, and he should have been in the hall of fame years ago, not up until his last year of eligibility. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of how baseball votes for their hall of fame, but, um, they made him wait to the last minute, but you got that really cool video of him learning. He got in the hall of fame. If you haven't seen that video, go find it on YouTube. All you left to search is Larry Walker hall of fame phone call. His whole family is around him. It's just one of those great, but you don't even have to like the guy. It's just a, uh, you don't even have to be a fan of his or root for him. It's just one of those really cool videos to see, a guy who really put in so much work. And if that strike shortened season didn't happen, he could have set some records that still might be standing today. He was on a really good pace that season. And, uh, you know, greed 
kind of won out, I guess, and and stopped the season short and stopped his, which could have been a, a miraculous season for him. Um, oddly enough, that wasn't with the the Rockies that season, but neither here nor there. Just cool to see him going to be there at the game. I'm sure there's going to be some good photo ops out of that. Um, if we can get a jersey for sale, I, I think that'd be a good thing to do. You know it would sell early on. I'm sure a lot of people out there would buy that. Um, who else, though? I'm try- I was trying to think of who else could be or is deserving of the honorary emergency goalie. Other than, you know, myself, of course, uh, I'm trying to think of who, and that doesn't have to be Colorado sports uh, legends or anything like that. Uh, but I'm just impressed he's 50, what did I say, 53 years old, and that he can still do this. You know, we wouldn't put John Elway back there right now. John Elway has knees made of glass. Uh, so you wouldn't put him or anything. Maybe like Terrell Davis. Oh, he doesn't have the frame for it. I don't know. That, that's kind of what I, what I want to hear from you guys. Who who else would you put, who would you want to see as an honorary goalie? Not, it doesn't even have to be that they, they've had history in the sport. It would be even more interesting if they didn't have history in the sport. To see someone like that dressed up in goalie uniform, no less. So send that over to me if you think you have a uh, someone that you'd like to see 10 goal for the Colorado Avalanche. But for now, Larry Walker... If someone gets hurt, he might be crapping bricks. <laughs> I know I would. I'm not rooting for that at all, but it would be interesting to see. All right, and one more piece of business to get to before we call it a day. Avalanche will go up against the New York Rangers. Last time that these two teams played, the Avalanche were met with the future of the Rangers in how do you say this guy's name? Shashirskin? I'm going with that. And he played pretty well. He, he gave up a couple of goals early on. One was to Nathan McKinnon. Uh, and then settled down, and the Rangers settled down, and, and the Rangers got the win. Rangers have been a much more improved team since we last saw them, and they beat the Avalanche. They, they've been on some really good runs lately. A four-game win streak, followed by one loss to the Bruins, and right after that, another five-game win streak. So nine and one out of ten games. They followed that five-game win streak with a three-game losing streak, and more recent beat the Capitals six to five, and then lost to the Devils six to four. Who the Devils are also playing a little bit better too. Uh, and right now they are actually playing. The Dallas Stars. I'm going to look that up to see what that score is at the moment. Uh, and they're up two to nothing on the Dallas Stars. And yeah, Miko Zibanejad with another goal, his 40th of the season. Man, that like they have they have talent, and it seems like they maybe they're they're kind of like the Los Angeles Kings, where they just got off to a late start. And is it too little, too late? We'll see. They are 36, 28, and 4 on the season. That's good for 76 points. In terms of where they are in the standings, they're they're pretty as far in their division, they're seventh. So you would think like, oh, they're they must be nowhere near it. But point-wise, they're there. They're only three points out of the last wild card spot held by the Hurricanes. Clearly, if they win 
to uh, last night now um, against Dallas, which again, hearing this show in the morning, you will know if they have won or lost. They could be one point behind the Hurricanes because I don't think the Hurricanes are playing tonight. No, I'm lying. They are. The Hurricanes are playing, and the Hurricanes are playing the Red Wings. Should be a win for for the Hurricanes. So they still might be three points behind when it's all said and done on now last night's game. Point being, it's important for both teams. It's important for the Rangers because they are fighting and clawing for a playoff spot. And the Avalanche, being in a good position with a playoff spot, are clawing for that number one seed. Uh, you know, Zabinijad has been the man lately, but Artemi Panarin clearly has been the man uh, pretty much all season. So in terms of, of stats for this team, uh, Panarin is tied with McKinnon in points with 93. Zimitajad with the goal tonight is at 40, and uh, Panarin is at 61 assists on the season. So it's th- those two guys are kind of like the two-headed monster, but they have they have some pretty good talent up and down. Ryan Strom on the verge of 60 points, unless he got a point tonight with one of these two goals. No, he did not. Not yet, anyway. Tony D'Angelo, 53. Kreider is out. Kreider signed that contract and then broke his foot. But uh, they, they have they have speed and they have pretty good talent. And they can they can score. They have, where are they here? 3.3, 3.34 points per game. And where does that rank? That ranks number tied for fifth. Right below Colorado. Colorado's 3.38. Rangers are 3.34, so we're splitting hairs. Bottom line is they can score. Uh, they're a pretty good defensive team, maybe struggling a little bit, but they, that's one thing they've gotten better on. Colorado obviously has is vastly improved on the defensive end. So what is this going to be? Is this going to be a high-scoring game, or is this going to be a dogfight? Could go either way. We don't know. But I, I think this is going to be a very good game, especially if Nathan McKinnon is not there. It's going to be even more interesting. What does our trusty simulator say? We're going to fire that up right now. And because this thing is never, ever wrong, which is totally not the case. All right. Rangers away. Colorado home. Simulate. Colorado Avalanche are 3-2 to two victors. Now, I can't put in... Uh, in spe- uh, specific players, so I can't like remove Nathan Ken and see if that would have done anything. And I don't know if this is updated like to the minute, uh, but I don't care. It said we'll win, so I'm gonna take it, right? So hopefully we can get a win. Regulation wins are always cool, um, and we'll see. We'll be talking about this game tomorrow. Now that we're all caught up on games, we don't have to worry about West Coast games anymore and crazy start times for people on the East Coast. Uh, so that's going to be it for today, guys. Enjoy the game. Let's get a win. Nathan, come back soon. Everybody else, come back soon. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.